Hi, welcome to the Vine Church podcast. We've got a great speaker today. Hope you enjoy. Well, good morning, guys. If we could have my title slide up, please. If somebody could jump up there and back that up. Well, a big warm welcome to everybody here this morning. Lots of lovely new faces. Huge welcome to you. And um, today we're going to talk about Zap the Gap. You heard Jim Leishman, the provost there, saying he, they're looking for solutions. And all kinds of professionals have got some great solutions. But the ultimate solution for all mankind's real needs comes from the one who formed them in the first place. And so we know for a fact that antidepressant sales are going through the roof. We know that suicides by the hundreds and thousands in the world today are going through the roof. And we know that anxiety levels are rising by the second and going through the roof. And people were asking all kinds of questions about that. And I want to address that today because I'm convinced the answers are in the Bible and brilliant answers. And if I was a betting man, I'd put all my money on this one horse that the ultimate root of mankind's anxiety is the gap between their dreams and the results. The gap between the desires of a human and the outcomes. Who, have you, have you ever met anybody that as a little child, they didn't have a dream, they didn't have a desire, they didn't have a hope, they went down the aisle making promises and vows, they had a baby and then, and then the outcome of that tremendous start isn't anything like they hoped for. And so I want to address the gap today because if we could learn how to zap the gap, then there is absolutely no need for a human being to live in anxiety, fear, or worry for another second. Now, for some of you new people here, I'm just going to give a couple of, a couple of minutes of history before we get started. The school that was talked about is a, a mile or two from here, Woodmill School. When I was this size, my grandfather from Belfast, six feet two, believe it or not, would strap on his shiny boots late into his 60s as he headed to Woodmill School because he was the night watchman. And he used to tell me as a little boy when I went to visit him in Woodmill, my job is really, really tough. He said, because I'm in my watchman's hut. And he says, but I spend all night chasing the local scallywags and stopping them from doing any damage to the school. I think he was a prophet. <laughs> and, and so around that time, there was a little girl starting that school. Like many of the kids today, full of anxiety, terrified, and just hoping and praying when she got to the school, her greatest fear was that she would be in the lowest class. Back then, it used to be A, B, C, D. And then the cabbage planters, like me, an F. No, I wasn't. 
You know, and they literally used to do that, send you to plant cabbages and stuff because they thought, you know, you could not be educated. That's true. That's how it used to be. And so, and then you would have A, one, two, three, four, B, one, two, three, four, and you just, and there was a, this little girl just dreamed, if only I could be in a B class, knowing she would struggle academically, having anxiety like all the kids today, if only I could have a B class. And when they decided what class she would go in, she discovered she was in a B class, albeit the lowest B class before. But it was a B class. And that was enough to give her hope. And she knew she would struggle academically. And her second greatest anxiety was the report cards. Back in the day, I don't, do they still do them? They do. Oh, they don't. Or do they? They do. They never worried me because mine all got chucked in town hall loch so my mother couldn't see them. But she would bring the report card home. And the greatest fear was that it would be D's. D's was A, B, C, D. It wasn't, it wasn't the best result in an exam. And she would try her hardest, this little girl, but there would be D's. And there would be hell to pay if you brought D's home to parents. But nevertheless, against all those struggles, and probably the shyest little girl you could ever meet, and the most nervous little girl, she had something in the gap that most of the kids didn't have that caused her to fight through these battles. And at 17 years of age, she was asked to be the manager, the boss of a kitchen cooking 400 meals a day. 400 meals a day, 17 years of age, the manager of a staff of 20 people. And then the greatest moment of her life came, she met me and we got married. And that, I tell you that story so you don't be worrying about none of these kids because God has promised that the birds of the air, the birds of the air, he's taking care of. So you don't need to worry about kids because he's taking care. And God could take care of that little kid, the shyest kid, the academically struggling kid who went from there to addressing 65,000 ladies and speaking to them full of confidence in the World Cup Stadium in Peru. That little girl has been the strength behind my international ministry and the building of this church along with great people like Adrian and Miro, Lenin Carl, Ian and Kedora, and many people from the beginning. I would like you to stand and just begin with a bit of gratitude today as my wife stands up. Elma, stand up. Come on, guys. Gratitude is everything. God has it all under control. So let's take a seat. I say all that, of course, to honor her, but mostly to let you know that no matter what you have in your gap, nothing is going to hold you back from victory. And I trust today that this computer will work, and I trust that you will leave today with something in your gap so that you never, ever be defeated by a moment's depression, anxiety, or fear ever again. Because the truth is, young people today are in a war. 
But God always prepares his people for war when they come to him. And in Psalm 144, it says, he trains our hands for battle. So we're going to look at this brilliant story in a moment of where God sits down and he begins to prepare his people to face a massive battle. A massive battle. I was speaking the other day to a young man who came here about 10 years ago. A young man who his mind, by his own admission, was a bit fried because he'd been in the Iraq war and he worked hard. He had this great work ethic, Alma, but nothing seemed to happen for him. But he had these incredible dreams to be used by God to conquer the world. And eight years ago, I shared one single principle with him. And he held on to that principle for three years. And five years ago, he woke up one morning and decided to zap the gap. He decided, no, that's it. I'm zapping the gap. That young man now has half a million online students in his worldwide academy. Stays a couple of miles from here. Let's give it up for that one. Eh? Give it up for that one. So, what I want to start with saying is that we're surrounded with all this anxiety stuff, but the flip side, the, 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 great, the, the great thing about LPs, that those of you that are old enough to remember the difference between LPs and CDs is that they had a B side. They had a flip side. And the flip side was often better than the A side. And I want to tell you today, the B side is better than the A side that the world thinks is the A-side. And I want to flip it today because if people know how to navigate the gap and face every single battle in a different way. Now, let me just kick off. This is just a, an appetizer from the Bible that many of you know, but it's absolutely brilliant. When... The giants and the fears and the problems come. Romans 1.16 says this. Let this settle into your gap. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of salvation. It's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. I looked up the dictionary for the word salvation to see what the world says about salvation. We know what God says about it. So the world describes salvation, and there's a lot of truth in it as deliverance from every harm, ruin, or loss. Hey, that's not a bad attempt. Eh? Deliverance from all harm, ruin, or loss. Well, we know that Jesus goes further than that, that deliverance is including the life-destroying sin that is the greatest burden for man, he zaps that and he gives eternal life. Any believer should be bouncing off the walls with a sense of the power if you have invited Jesus to come and fill the gap. You have a power, a power that no damage, no ruin, and no loss can get near. 
So, with that power comes eyes to see things that the average person doesn't see. And I want to get started with a great, great, a great um, story in the Bible. Because there's a line in the Bible that says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. All right? Hang on to that. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. What that's saying is, if there's a gap between your dream and the results, that gap gets filled with sickness, depression, fear, worry, unless you know how to zap and bap the gap. And so, this is an amazing, amazing passage in the Bible. And I've described it as God's war room. It's like he's meeting with his war cabinet. And he's like, he's choosing those that are going to go forward. It's like he's choosing his prime army. And it's in Deuteronomy chapter 20. And so they're, they're getting ready to go to the biggest war of their life. You can imagine anxiety, guys. So here's what happens. Now, see if you can pick up the four things. The four things God wants to deal with that's in the gap that has to go if they're going to win the battle. So in Deuteronomy 20, it says, when you go to war against your enemies, see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours. Do not be afraid because the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt will be with you. When you're about to go into battle, the priest shall come forward and address the army and he shall say, here Israel, Today, you're going into battle against your enemies. Anybody in here, anybody in here had a moment where you, you feel you're, 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 you're fighting some battles? Come on, guys. Some enemies, whether it's demons, gremlins, or human beings, whatever, it's coming against you. But he says, today, you're going into battle. Don't be faint-hearted or afraid. Don't panic or be terrified. For your Lord... Your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies and give you victory. Guys, we got every reason to stop right there and bounce off the wall with excitement. Did you get that? Did you get that? Somebody, no Mike Tyson, no Muhammad Ali, somebody is fighting your battles for you, to give you, oh my goodness me. Shake somebody beside you and say, he might be talking to me. Shake somebody quickly. He might be talking to me. See, can, can we be honest today? And, and I'm going to be honest even more because we got suicides galore on our doorstep. We got kids depressed. Unless we shoot straight, unless we talk straight, because there's a gap between what we're thinking as Christian and saying and between what we're doing. There's a huge gap between the talk and the walk. And let me just say that when I preach, I preach this way. Many preachers preach that way, but I preach this way. Now, what that means is if I'm pointing the finger at you, I'm pointing three times the fingers back at me. So if you think I'm picking on you, just be comforted with, I'm putting myself through this three times more than I put you through it. Because I need it just as much, if not more. Is that okay, guys? 
So that's how we're preaching. So, and then God does this brilliant thing. He wants to look at, he wants to identify what's in the gap, what's in people's hearts that's going to cause them lose the battle. It's brilliant. And at first you think, oh, that was really nice. He's really, that's really thoughtful of God. You know, he's been nice to the people. He says, he says to the army, has anybody built a new house and you have not yet begun to live in it? Let him go home. Oh, isn't that nice, eh? All his mates are going to get murdered and blutered and beheaded, but he's got a wee house, so let him go home. <laughs> oh, don't you just love the Bible? It's brilliant. And um, let him go home or he may die in battle. And someone else may might begin to live in that house. Now, here's the thing. Has anyone planted a business, a vineyard, but has not yet begun to enjoy it? Let that wee soul go home, or he may die in battle, and somebody else might enjoy it. Has anyone, oh guys, oh guys, it gets worse. Has anyone become pledged to a woman and is not married her? Let him go home in case he dies in battle. I know some men wish that they did die in the battle, but anyway, no, we're not going, I'm not going there. Too. Easy, easy. And someone else may marry her. You think, well, that's totally cool, eh? Totally cool, big, gentle, compassionate God. But wait a minute, we've got a war. The chances are these guys are going to get at least half of them blurred or killed. Oh, you got a wee hang or a wee hang, a wee hang. What? So what is he saying? He's addressing the gap. He's addressing the gap. And what he's saying is, if there's anything in the gap, if there's anything in the heart, there's a greater priority than Almighty God and his mission. Their eyes are not going to be on the ball. And when they go into battle, their eyes is not going to be on the job. And there's no danger they're going to risk their life in case somebody gets the vineyard. It's brilliant. And he's wanting them, he's saying, look, they'd be better going home. But it gets better. You ready for the next one? The, mother, the mother's coming in a moment. So what he's saying is he's a jealous God. He wants to love us and be first a priority over her. But if you make anything else a priority over him with your time, resources, or energies, guess what? You're setting yourself up for a zapping. You're coming down a steep hill on speed skis. <laughs> three fingers, Jimmy, three fingers, three fingers. Now, he is beautiful how he, he doesn't say it's wrong to love all those things. He's just saying when you get your priorities wrong, what he's trying to say is if you fill the gap first and foremost with him and worship him, he goes to fight and save your business, save your family, and save your situation for you. Let's give it up for God on that. Come on, guys. We've got to get this right. We've got to get this right because people are falling through the gap. So here's, here's my favorite coming up. He then says, Now, 
That's these three guys. But there's one more. And it's the biggie. He said, if anyone is faint-hearted, oh my word, faint-hearted. If anyone is faint-hearted, and it gets scary, let him go home, watch this, so that his fellow soldiers don't get faint-hearted too, and we'll lose the battle. Whiffed. Come on, guys. We're talking honest today. It's an honest church. We don't, we don't tickle feathers. Here's the thing. How many of you been in a situation? How many of you been in a situation you thought, well, I'm losing the battle, but I know that one friend, that one marriage partner, that one fire figure, that one person is going to come through for me. I can lean on them. That one, that one's going to be around. I'm going to be all right because I'm a bit faint-hearted, but this one. And you turn to this one, and they're gone. <laughs> because they fainted before you. I want to suggest there's not anything more disheartening on the earth because the Bible says it. But the great thing is this. The Lord is with you. The Lord is fighting your battles as we sit here. So, is there any human possible reason or excuse to be faint-hearted, guys? Help me. Is that? Let's give it up for the living God. He's with us. He's fighting the battles for us. He's leading us to victories. And so, what we want to do now is we want to mention three things. So how do we fill this gap? How do we fill the gap between our dreams, our desires, and the results? The Israelites, they were in horrendous slavery in Egypt, and they dreamed of the promised land, but there was a gap. 2,000 years ago, there was a greater gap. Man dreamed of results and tried to bring about these results with their own human efforts. They made a golden calf. They built a Tower of Babel. They did all kinds of things to bring about the outcome they desired. Guys, Jesus was sitting there on the subs bench. The zapper of all zappers, waiting for his moment. And God turns to the sub-bench and said, hey, they're getting zapped down there. The devil's ruling and reigning. Get stripped. You're on. And down come the king zapper to the one who was zapping everybody in sight. And when he went to the cross, the zapper was laughing until he woke up and discovered, hold a minute, he was the one that was getting zapped. Because when he rose from the dead in resurrection power, he did that to let you know, you and I now have that same resurrection power and authority in us to conquer every devil, every demon, and we should never shake in our boots ever again. Let's give it up for King Zapper, Jesus. 
Now, guys, I want to be real about this, and I want to help us today, because believers are meeting believers who are responding the same way as the world, shaking, panicking, getting depressed, fearful, and hey, don't ever feel bad because depression comes to you. It comes to me too. It comes to all of us. Don't ever you feel a weak person because you get a bit of anxiety and fear. That's not what I'm saying today. We're for you guys, not against you. And the same stuff I'm talking about comes to me. And it comes to all of us. So it doesn't make you a weak person. But when we know what to do about it. And so what are you going to do when the devil shows up, the storm shows up, the fear shows up, the worry shows up, the bad news shows up? I want to give us three things to zap the gap. Zap that gap. Because if you don't zap the gap, the devil will zap it for you. Your, your, your gap is like your hard drive. And he will come morning and night and tell you, you're going to lose, you're going to fail, you're going to crash, you're going to struggle, you're going to, you know, there's no future. So here's the thing. And this is where I see many believers going wrong. Number one, to zap the gap. When you fill the gap, that gap with praise, not grace, you win the battle. When you feel, when that moment comes, and, and it, you know, there's your dream, there's your, there's a fulfillment, and this gap, and everything's against you, you're not sleeping, and you're depressed. If you fill that gap with praise, against all odds, fill it with praise. Tim Thompson nearly killed me this week. He got me to set my alarm at 6 a.m. in the morning, to listen to his live trance music. 6 a.m. I'm like, I put that thing on full blast, blew my eardrums out, my word. I was crying after the first song. Because it's worship. And when you praise and you worship, God goes to fight and win the battles for you. But here's what many Christians do. When that moment comes, they take all the faith they've got, all the belief they've got, all the anointing, and they put it in the next field to grace. So we stand here and we sing, this is how I win my battles. This is how we win my battles. The battle comes the next day, we run like hell. <laughs> Come on, guys, help me. We run like hell. All of a sudden, all this great belief, all these great promises of God, all this thing about the power of God, all this great thing about resurrection power, we take it and we put it in the field next door to grace and we spend all our time like Peter in the boat on the water, wetting his pants. Literally wetting his pants. I don't know if it was with the sea or other stuff, but he's wetting his pants. Get, these pants are getting wet anyway. Because in the gap, he blew it. The desire to walk on water with Jesus was there, but the results... When, when the gap showed up, what did he do? He put Jesus out to graze in the next field. Hey, you, you just chill out there, Jesus, and eat some grass. <clears throat> While I stand here and pee myself. Guys, this is what we do. This is what we do. And we must stop it. Because 
either we believe the living God, we trust the living God, we, we, we fill ourselves with the power of God, and we believe Him to come true, and we keep our eyes on Him to come true, or we take our eyes off, and we take all this stuff, this brilliant stuff, confidence in God, belief in God, miracles in God, we take it and we put it in the next field to grace. So I want us to make a decision today, guys, to, to zap the gap by deciding, I'm going to find some new praise music, like Elevation Church has brought a new one out, Jonathan Stockstill, um, Wickham, Laddie, loads of great, great stuff. Dig out music, dig out some worship, and get it blasting. And if you have to blast it all day, and I want to say, when you praise, God goes to work. When you praise, your whole being changes from fear to faith. And here's the thing, guys. Keep on praising until. Keep on praising until. It may take you an hour. It may take you 24 hours. I don't care how long it takes. Keep praising until you're through and the victory and the peace is over. Let's give it up for the living God for that, guys. Come on. Stop putting God out to grace. When you, the second one, very quickly, very quickly, Maybe not so quickly. Um, the second one. You win the battle when you keep your focus on the solutions and not the problems. Come on, guys. Come on. There's no point of us meeting Sunday after Sunday and talk about this and not actually doing it. We've got to put some legs on our faith. We've got to do this, guys. But here's the truth, and I do it almost every day. The minute the problem shows up, we take our eyes off the solution. When the problem appeared in this town of 1,400 kids, Tim almost immediately is working on the solution. And guys, you fill the gap. You have a choice to fill the gap every day with solutions. And you must, must, must ask any soldier, anybody who's been in the forces, not one of them makes it without radical discipline and focus. And Christians, visitors, everybody, I want to encourage you, if you will attract and you will be attracted to whatever you focus on. And if God has promised to come through for you, if he's, if he's promised to come through for you, if he's promised to make it possible, 20 years. No, let's go back 40 years. We started to pray for Russia. I dreamed the day, the day I would go to Russia. The day our, we used to pray week in and week at the church for the prisoners in Ukraine and Russia and, and the ones that have been persecuted with communists for 40 years. And on Monday, I got this message out the blue from a friend, a Swedish friend, who planted a church there many, many years ago. He runs a business academy educating businessmen, and he has a brilliant churches, and he's connected all the way up to high government. He sends me an invitation, Jimmy, would you come? 
and do a business coaching for the Christian guys and preach in my church in Sir Petersburg. I said, brother, let me pray about it, as I always do, for about 10 seconds. Let's give it up. God is good. He's coming through for you guys. He's coming through for you. He's coming through for you. He's coming through for you. So, guys, I want to encourage you. Even if you have to get your paintbrush and draw the solutions, even if you have to get a pencil and draw the solutions, the devil will want to keep you fixed on the impossibilities, on the difficulties, on the struggles. But the time has come to look through these struggles to the beauty of what God has created inside of you. He has created, He's given you a new heart, a new mind, a new spirit, and His resurrection power is in you. And I'm telling you, you will sleep at night ten times better than you've ever done. You'll get up in the morning with ten times more if you keep your eyes on the answers to prayer. Hardly a week goes by when a mother doesn't come up to me or a father saying, I'm worried sick about my child going off the rails. Let me use this illustration to drive this home. One lady in this town, she came to me, her beautiful, beautiful daughter that came here as a child, she suddenly was black everything, black this, black that, black the next thing. Earrings coming out every, every crevice you could think of. And, and just like she said, I don't know what's happened to her. I don't, she's running about the town like a black chandelier now. She's totally off the rails. I says, that's the problem. That's the problem. The problem is you're focusing on the problem. What I want you to do tonight is put your head on the pillow and for 10 minutes paint the answer to your prayer. And stop complaining to God. Stop talking how bad she is. Start praising the living God for the most beautiful daughter you've ever had. See her all cleaned up, all fixed up, alive, on fire, and praising the living God. But you have to see that and stay focused on the solution. You can't do it tonight and then get up tomorrow morning and say, I got no money, I got a headache, I got, you know. My granddaughter says, Granddad, you got a problem. She said, you got a basketball coming out your elbow. I have this big ball that's just appeared from nowhere on my elbow. A big ball. And, and she says, you got, you got a basketball on your elbow. I love it, I love it, I love it. Kids notice things that nobody else notices. To me, that's just an extra cushion for leaning on and checking my phone. To some people, they're dying of cancer. And I get that. I get that, because that's what the devil does. He blows everything out of proportion. But today, I want to encourage you guys, because when that lady began to see her daughter the beautiful way, Jesus sees her with her hands in the air. I met her on Dunfermline High Street, the cross two weeks later. She said, I don't know what's happened to my daughter, but she's brand new. She's back in church. She's praising God, and I have no idea why. Give it up, guys. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. <laughs> guys, this might sound crazy, but it's faith principles we use to build this place and make this happen. When we came in here, Adrian and Mira, and a few of us were a motley crew, all the people that had money disappeared. <laughs> 
I didn't blame them because we had no roof, we had no walls, we had no cafe, we had no instruments, we had no nothing. We had no car park, it was just a dump. Pigeons were living here, squatters were living in here. It was like the most derelict building. But one man had faith, Adrian Turk. And for 12 months he says, you need to go and see that building. I was about as bad as the faint-hearted guys. I was like, man, I just drove past that place. That place is a joke, man. I think it was about 12 months before he finally got me in here. And I stepped in here looking at the skies and the pigeons, oil everywhere, electric cable, cable sparking. And I went, this is the kingdom of God. And when we started to build the thing, the biggest main hall and the biggest foyer, everybody's like, what are you doing that for? For a handful of people. Well, you're going to ask Woodmill School this week why we did that all these years ago. Come on, guys. Come on. You've got to focus on the solutions. So please, 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 tell one person that's going to pray for your problem, and don't tell nobody else. The world's got enough problems. Tell somebody who could do something about it and pray, but the rest of the time, stop talking about the basketball on your elbow and stop talking about this and that and this and that. Start talking about your amazing God and the solutions he has in mind for every problem. Is that okay, guys? Come on. Let's do this, guys. Let's do this. And the last one, the last one, zap the gap. The third one is... You fill the gap when you put into your gap in your heart more trust in God to win your battles than the devil to defeat you in battle. Guys, I'm not judging nobody. I'm giving nobody a hard time. But when you listen to people, you know they're literally killing themselves. They're shooting themselves in the foot because... They're putting more trust in the devil to defeat them than they are in the living God to win their battles. Guys, can I just encourage you? There is no battle, no impossible situation, no depression, no darkness, no struggle, no exhaustion. There's nothing you're facing today that the living God has not got a solution for. The ten spies only saw the giants. The two spies saw through the giants, and they saw giant grapes. Guys, you have to catch this. I want to read to you a psalm that was passed on to me, passed on from um, a great guy called Peter the other day. And I made a decision when he sent this psalm. One thing I've struggled with all my days Memorizing. How many people can remember when the teacher used to say, try and memorize the alphabet? Come on. And you couldn't remember your mom's birthday. I memorize this, memorize that. That was the greatest thing. I had a memory that lasted about five letters. And even till I was about 16, I got the V and the Y all back to front. Just for some reason, but when somebody sent me Sam, I made a decision. I'm going to go to a whole new level and fill in the gap. I'm going to memorize this whole Sam. And I'm going to fill my gap with it every single day in life before I leave the house. Because if you don't put onto your hard drive, the gap in your hard drive, the word and the promises of God, 
then the devil will fill that gap for you. Does that make sense, guys? Let me just run this psalm very quickly by you. Unbelievable. Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war. Even if you just say this next bit, guys, and nothing else, and even if you have to repeat it a hundred times, and even if you speak nothing else through the day to your soul and fill the gap, I promise you, your whole results in that atmosphere will radically change. This next bit is brilliant. He is my loving God. He is my loving... Excuse me, guys, did you get that? Did you get that? You could go home right there. He is. He is. He is my loving Father. He is. He is. Even though you don't feel like it, even though you're not walking with the moon, he is your loving father. It's 16 and a half when I walked past the house, wasted on LSD. My father showed up. My heavenly father came down, touched me with his love. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've never been the same since. And fear may come into your fire with you, but as we sang in that brilliant song, and maybe the band could come back up, there's somebody in the fire with you. And it's not just some God or some this. Here's your father. Can you imagine for a second your father allowing one hair of your head to get singed if he could find a hair? Can you imagine a father allowing one thing to harm you, damage you, or take you at the game? Guys, please start your day with praise and say this. I praise you, God, because you're my loving fire. You're my loving father. You're my loving father, and you're in the fire with me. Unbelievable. Here's the next bit, very quickly. He is my loving God and my fortress. Why are we worried about any wee bullet getting through? Nothing gets through his fortress. You're my stronghold. If he takes a hold of you, no sucker, no sucker, no sucker can take anything out of you or from you. He's your stronghold. He's my deliverer. He's my shield whom I take refuge. He subdues people's under me. And then he cries to God. He says, part your heavens, Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so they smoke. Send forth lightning and scatter your enemies. Reach down from heaven and deliver me and rescue me from the mighty waters. And then he gives us the key to this whole psalm. He says, I will sing a new song. I will sing a new song. What if he gave you, he took our songs of depression, our songs of anxiety, our songs of fears, and replaced it today with a faith-filled, confidence-filled, love-filled, dynamic, powerful new song. Because the song is the key to God fighting your battles for you. And then it begins to tell us what happens 
Get this, guys. Please, please, please. How many people, you don't have to raise your hands, but worry with all that's going on about your children and your grandchildren. Let this sink in, guys. Let this sink in. This is a prophetic word straight to somebody here, if not all of you. Then, our sons in their youth will be like well-nurtured plants. Can you receive that, guys, by faith? Just take it as faith. Don't look at circumstances. Take it by faith. And our daughters will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace. It gets better, guys. And our barns will be filled with every kind of provision. Our sheep will increase by thousands. Our oxen will draw heavy loads. There will be no breaching of the walls. Nobody's going into captivity. No cry of distress in our streets. Blessed is the people of whom this is true. Blessed is the people whose God is the Lord. Would you be willing, guys, today to admit and give God your faint heart? Come on, guys. Come on, we're trying to help each other here, guys. We're trying to rescue millions on the earth, and I know this is the number one reason, the source of all anxiety. When we get a choice to stand on the rock, and instead we stand on the quicksand of fears. But I'm going to invite, even if you've been a lever 25 years or, or two minutes, every person in here to come to the cross, just where you're standing, and lay your faint heart at the foot of the cross. You had a heart of faith. You had a heart that dreamed. You had a heart that was full of miracles. You had a, you had a heart that was full of hopes for your marriage and your children. And, and the devil came in and zapped your gap. But we're going to zap. We're going to zap that gap that the devil's zapping at the moment. He's zapping you. 24-7 he's zapping you. But guys, in this town... In the kingdom of Fife, in the land of Scotland, I'm making a declaration. His number is up. We're kicking him out of this land. We're kicking, out, kicking him out of the life of your children and the grandchildren. We're kicking him out. Because the Bible says, behold, darkness covers the earth. Cross darkness covers the people. But our eyes shine. The light is calm. When you stop fighting, he goes and fights the battles for you and brings the spoils to you. Guys, there's miracles coming your way. There's spoils coming your way. There's answers to prayer coming your way. There's ridiculous solutions to come your way. And all he's asking you to do is to fill that gap inside you with the praises of the living God and the words of the living God, and as you do, His Holy Spirit is going to set you on fire, and all you can see is solutions, 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 solutions. Can we give it up for the living God, guys? Come on. Let's close our eyes. This has freaked some of you out.
because you're in the fire. And God feels like a million miles away. Confusion is raging in you. Fear is raging in you. But I want to let you know the loving Father has come to your home today. He's come. He's come. And he's stepping in your fire right now. He's just asking you to take his hand and put your trust in him. And he'll win every battle for you. He'll win every battle for you. If you're in that fire, maybe you walked with the Lord, you don't anymore. Maybe you never walked with the Lord. Maybe you don't even understand it, but you know you're never going to survive this fire on your own. And pray this prayer along with me, and the church can help me. And make a radical decision. Never to be zapped again, but to put your trust in the zapper of all zapper. The Lord Jesus. So pray this prayer, if that's you, Lord Jesus Christ. In this moment, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm in a fire. And I invite you to step right into my fire. I give you my faint heart. And I ask you, God, to give me your brave heart. I know you don't give us a spirit of timidity, but of love, power, and sound mind. I need that love, I need that power, and I need a sound mind today. Jesus Christ, I invite you to step into my heart, into this fire with me as I forgive every person and ask forgiveness for every single sin I've ever committed, every thought. And if I've been honest, Jesus, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm good enough for you to accept me. I don't think I'm good enough. But the Lord says to you this day, even though you feel that way, He is good enough. And that's all that matters. He is good enough. He is good enough. So if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or even the second time or third time, you know, if you prayed that prayer and you handed your faint heart to Jesus, would you raise your right hand quickly with every eye closed? Just quickly raise your right hand and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Five people. If you want to talk to somebody about this or share this, there's people at the back there that got a little gold bag for you. They'll help you in your journey. But I don't know about you guys, but gross darkness is covered in this land and gross anxiety is all over this land. But I'm declaring today the devil's number is up darkness no more, the light has come, because every single one of you are going home today. Zap no more. You're making a radical decision. Hey, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to zap the life out that sucker with the praises of my almighty God.